It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstyne. And look at that, car con carne. <laughs> With a special assemblage of guest stars today, Car Con Carne in the middle of the day. It's Quarantine Con Carne, sponsored by CNH Financial Services. Let's pause for a moment as Animal Week continues. I am here with Sarah McDonald. She is the Associate Director of Media and Community Relations for Pause Chicago. He is Brian Zeman. Yes. He is the head of the Adoption and Foster Program at Pause Chicago. And perfect time for my mouse to die out so i can't actually see your faces <laughs> i'm telling you it's been a bad tech week uh but you are here to talk as this is animal week talk about what's going on with pause chicago uh you are chicagoland's largest no-kill sh- shelter one of the largest in america how has i guess we'll start with you sarah how has the pandemic affected pause our entire organization's had to adapt. Um, thankfully, we've been quick on our feet and we've never had to close our doors. So we've been able to continue saving lives and expanding our programs and services to continue saving homeless pets in need, but also um, supporting the community as well. Um, one of the first things we did was um, we, cre- we launched a virtual adoption process, which Brian's gonna tell you all about that. Um, We also created a crisis care foster initiative that is for pet owners that um, might be experiencing um, some hard times right now with the COVID-19 pandemic, maybe loss of job, um, maybe they're working on the front lines with not a lot of time to care for their pet. So we are placing pets for people in need in temporary foster homes so they can get back on their feet or continue on to remain on the front lines caring and helping everybody, um, and we're happy to do that and just hopefully alleviate a little bit of a burden. I, I think that's something that people don't think about, is, is coming at fostering from that angle, where people who have pets need to Hail Mary, like, like you said, you know, people working in the medical field or you know, first responders, they're not around and they're, they're, they're needed 24-7 practically at this point. What do they do? I, it's something that didn't even occur to me before the pandemic, the pandemic that there'd be a need ever for that sort of thing, but it makes sense. And financially, it makes sense for people who were hit by layoffs or whatever. Sure. A lot of people too are, um, they're having to move into perhaps a building that doesn't allow pets. And so just for you know a few months while they try to find a new living situation, um, it would break my heart to think of them having to separate, you know, to give their pets to the, into a shelter um, while they, right. you know, many pets are people's best friends. So um, one of the positive things that I've we've experienced through all of this is just outpouring of support from the Chicagoland community, whether it's folks that want to adopt um, or foster, we receive thousands of foster applications. So we're able to do um, programs like this, thanks to the community. So it's just a way to help in turn support the community for people that um, have fallen on hard times right now. Um, We've also, speaking of prevention, um, found ways to adapt our community outreach programs. Um, So we um, typically go door to door um, in um, underserved neighborhoods that don't have access to a lot of um, veterinary or pet care resources. Um, So we are in West Englewood, Englewood and back of the yards. Um, What we're doing right now is our our pet food pantry has gone mobile. We are delivering pet food and supplies to the doorsteps of um, pet owners in these communities, which in turn help again, 
you know, loving pets be able to stay in their home with people that want them rather than having to be turned into a shelter. So um, the need is great. Since March, we have um, distributed over 6,300 pounds of pet food um, to, uh, to a thousand pets, again, helping them stay in their home. So um, there's definitely a big need there. And we've also, uh, I think is really neat, our community outreach veterinarian, since she can't go into the homes anymore of uh, our clients, we're offering telehealth services. And this is for you know, pet owners, again, who just don't have, otherwise they wouldn't have access to veterinary um, services. So she's able to still send pictures of the dog. Maybe it's, you know, they have a rash or maybe they're just really anxious with everything yeah. going on and she's able to, to help. And if there ever was like an emergency situation, then of course we would bring that pet right to our medical center. Um, so smart. <laughs> Yeah, um, so it's, it's just been so great. And our, our clinic um, is one of the most important things we do. Um, we're able to still, of course, provide spay neuter for our paws pets, but also for community outreach pets. Um, but right now, it's so important to be doing spay neuter with kitten season and the warmer uh, temperatures when accidental, accidental litters are born. Um, we're prioritizing animals that are high risk of mating. Um, so we can help keep our overpopulation problem at bay uh, here in the city. And um, I let Brian tell you, but I think a really fun thing that we've been able to do recently is launch uh, a virtual dog training classes. And I want to talk about that, but you know, I was very good to introduce Brian and Sarah. I did not introduce who's with Brian. And I, I, I'm just watching you struggle. As Sarah's talking, Brian, I'm watching you struggle with the dog, just trying to keep the dog amused. Who is that? So this is um, Bonita. She's a uh, she's a seven month old terrier mix who came to pause from Chicago Animal Care and Control. Um, I do also want to point out because I think if people are seeing her on Facebook, she's probably going to be very um, in demand because of how cute she is. But as of maybe two hours ago, um, the virtual adoption process has been started with her, and she will be going to her new forever home tomorrow around 4.30. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And I guess that leads to the next question. We're seeing across the board a renewed interest or just further interest in adoptions and fostering. I'm assuming that that's also true of Paul Chicago. You're seeing a lot like skyrocketing numbers. Yes. It's, the, yes, we, it, it's been really, really pretty remarkable how, um, the city of Chicago has stepped up to help with fostering and with adoption. She's jumped away. So bye, Benita. Um, I, I knew our really time was fleeting to... with Benita. I knew I had to introduce her before we lost her for <laughs> good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Huh? Um, it's, it really has been pretty amazing. The, you know, I, I think we were all kind of not really sure what the future would hold um, when, when the um, coronavirus hit, but it's, it's been really, really amazing how, people have stepped up to adopt and foster these, these really special animals. It's been great. So, all right, tell me, how can people adopt right now for, um, the, for the other Bonitas who are waiting for their forever homes? So um, we are doing virtual adoptions. Um, so basically people are filling out their applications online. Um, they're inquiring about a specific animal and then we're going through the virtual adoption process. So um, it, it's, it's, basically our adoption process in reverse. So they're going over animals, medical or behavioral issues if they have them. Um, then they're doing adoption counseling over the phone with one of our wonderful volunteer adoption counselors. Then they're coming into the building 
um, using social distancing guidelines, um, meeting the animal, filling out paperwork, taking them home. So it's 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 really been going really really well. Um, and and I think the um, the highlight for me has been a lot of our really really special animals finding adoptive homes during this process. All right, I want Brian. I want you to think of other moments or successes during this pandemic because I want to come back to you. Okay. I want to go back to Sarah because you started to, I, I wanted to acknowledge Bonita, you started talking about virtual training classes. Yes, and I think uh, it's so important. I mean, one of the things we always um, recommend, of course, right, especially when you want adopt for new adopters is to enroll in a training class. And that's something that's been obviously not possible to do with um, shelter in place. So, so our awesome um, dog training team um, through our training center has launched uh, virtual dog training classes. It's a little bit of something for everyone, whether you just recently adopted and you need to get on the same page with your new dog and, 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 and train, or it's to learn manners for a teenager like my dog, <laughs> or it's you can learn tricks. There's just a uh, really, fun things to do while you're at home with your dog and it really helps build that human and animal bond. So it's something we're really excited about and it, they're kind of like what we're doing right now with Zoom. Um, our dog trainers will have maybe a group of five people and will demonstrate anything from nose work to again tricks. You can have your dog learn how to jump through a hula hoop while you're <laughs> sheltering in place and again just a uh, Really ensure a successful adoption is um, to get make sure that your pet is um, trained and becomes yeah, a great member of your family. And if you don't mind, I'm going to get my dog. If you can get some of your trainers on the Zoom call right now, I have some issues we need to work through with Shazam, my, my Next dog. Week. <laughs> okay. Uh, Julia says, yay, Bonita found a home. Agreed. I want to thank Stephanie and Dan and Marty and Jeff for joining us. So back to you, Brian. During the pandemic, what, what has stood out to you? I, the broad sense of the fact that people are, are going all in and helping the animals is great, but have there been specific moments? Yes, um, I, I think we all, so one, all of these adoptions have been wonderful. Um, so I don't wanna minimize some, but there have been some that have been like really, really special to me personally. And I think to our organization, um, some that stand out um, cat wise, we had a, 17-year-old cat named Zantara who was adopted as a young cat years ago and returned when her owner could longer, no longer care for her. She had kidney disease. Um, she was adopted by this wonderful woman who took her and her much, much younger male companion cat. Um, uh, and she's found a forever home. She had previously been in a foster home for about a year and a half. So, you know, we weren't sure if she would find an adoptive home. Fortunately, she was um, resting comfortably in a foster home, but um, a wonderful adopter came by and adopted her um, and her companion. Um, we also had a bonded pair of 17-year-old female cats, Smokey and Ash, who were recently adopted. So those were really great. Um, on the dog side, I think um, Sarah would probably agree with me that we had, a, we had a bonded pair named Bob and Ellen who came into PAWS separately and then when we put them in a room together they really kind of fell madly in love with each other and were pretty inseparable they, they helped um, each other overcome their issues <laughs> yeah that's so cool um, bob came to us like really really fearful um fearful outside fearful of people ellen was pretty confident outside and confident with people but she had pretty severe separation anxiety and together they've really really come a long way so we made them a bonded pair in november 
and it took them a while, but they got adopted and it was pretty wonderful. There, there've been some other really, really great dog adoptions too. I, I don't know how much time you have, James, but there's <laughs> been some really good ones. I mean, you kind of touched on it. it one of, again, one of the positive things is that we call them our long-term dogs and cats. Um, people have been more willing to um, adopt and bring in um, some of our pets that have been with us for a while at no faults of their own. They're great pets. They just require very specific kind of house, maybe no kids or they need a yard or they're working through um, some behavior modifications because, you know, some of the animals we get, um, unfortunately might have had a, a shaky rough start before they yeah, found their yeah, way. For sure. And so, um, you know, they're just more willing to work through their issues, um, especially as your home, dogs with separation anxiety and, and things like that. And um, I think it's just, again, it's just people are wanting to help. And it's so remarkable to, to see the outpouring of support that people have for one another and for homeless pets, too. And as we're watching people be kind of atrocious to one another, we can all rely on animals. This is, we, we need them. They, they may need us, but oh my God, we need them. They're uh, proven to help improve your health. I mean, they help with depression. They help you be social and want to get out and go for a walk. They're, they, they give us so much more in return. Absolutely. So if someone wants to help Pause Chicago, what do they do? Um, right now, uh, well, obviously, if you can't virtually adopt, we uh, are, like every charity right now, really um, asking for donations to help us continue our life-saving work. Um, we have had to cancel recently one of our uh, big fundraising events for the year, uh, and we just had to postpone another one. And so with that being said, you know, it's, it's just really important more than now than ever to, if you can, uh, make a donation, even if it's not a monetary donation. You can help by perhaps um, going to our Amazon wish list and maybe donating an item to our pet food bank or to one of the paws animals. Um, heck, if you're uh, you know looking for a last minute Mother's Day gift, you can make a mother's a donation in honor of your mom or or someone special to you, and we'll send a, a card. Uh, every little bit helps right now. It's just so incredible. Um, to, I just can't stress it enough. Every little bit is just going to make such a life saving impact. Well, I, I look forward to when all this ends because I've been to the facility over on Clybourne. Uh, the, the care for the, the animals that I, I see being given is extraordinary. It's, it's a remarkable facility. You do, you do remarkable work there. Uh, all right, are both of you doing okay? You handling everything okay personally, pandemic-wise? You all right? I think so. It's been challenging with a, a one-year-old during quarantine that just learned right. how to walk. So <laughs> You're busy. We're busy. <laughs> uh -huh. Same. I got, I'm busy with work and, and I got a, a good dog at home that needs a lot of walks and cookies and belly rubs. So he, he's a good boy. He keeps me on my toes. He is a good boy. Well, I want to thank everyone for watching on Facebook Live. I want to thank Amy and Rick and Kelsey and Mace and Joe. Joe, who says pause rocks. It's true. Uh, thank you for watching. I'm going to kill the Facebook Live. And uh, this is Carquin Carney. Uh, thank you, Brian and Sarah. Thanks, James. It's fun. Thank you so much.